on the air, on your phone, and even your smart speaker. You're listening to Joey and Lauren On Demand. The show starts now. Apparently, there is one thing that adults hate the most as far as being an adult. Like, what's the what's the worst part about being an adult? 70% say, uh, what was it again? 70% of people say owning a home. Owning a home. Is the hardest part of being an adult, saying it's just so stressful with the mortgage and being responsible for everything and interest. I mean, just the entire process. They're saying, no, owning a home is my most stressful thing about being an adult. And I, I mean, owning a home, there's some freedom, obviously. Lots oh, yeah, like, yeah. No, I would much rather own a home. Yeah. Uh, but there, there does come stress, right? You've got something acting up. you got to yeah, figure that, it out. Okay, you don't just call true. the landlord. But is it, I'm trying to think of the top things that I don't like about being an adult. I, I mean, there's there's that, and then there's the top things that's tough about being a parent. Mm-hmm. But I would say being an adult, owning a home, I, I think the pros outweigh the cons, right? It's an investment. It's something that normally appreciates. So, you you know, I mean, for a lot of people, it's, oh, my gosh, when you own a home, then if you ever had a tough situation, you could sell it. But I will say, huge adjustment when you go from renting to owning is for however long you rent, Years and years and years, hey, there's a leak here, there's something wrong with my fridge, whatever, you call that maintenance number and just like clockwork, it just gets fixed. Yeah, you just call the landlord, like, oh, something's going on. Here's what I don't understand. There's also places where you rent, but then I've seen people that rent that also have to fix things. And I've never understood that because, like, when we rented, we were in apartments and all the time, like, anytime there was an issue. I mean, the batteries went out in the smoke alarm and we could call the maintenance what? guy. Are yeah. you serious? I did. I don't remember that. I don't like know. Like a light bulb change, too? <laughs> okay, maybe not a light bulb change. I swear, in our first apartment, the smoke detector batteries went out and we called the maintenance number and they came and replaced it. There's got to be some sort of uh, agreement or fine print somewhere that says basically, like, what you're responsible of. Uh, versus yeah. what they're responsible for. But but you're right. I mean, it is an adjustment from renting to owning when, you know, there have been times. I remember when we were early married, we were in an apartment and we came home from dinner and there was a sewage leak in the building. And it backed oh, up into so bad. all the bottom floor apartments. And we were one of the bottom floor apartments. And it was disgusting. And all we did was call the landlord. They hired a company. They, you know, we we were relocated. I mean, there was a whole bunch of things like that where it's like if we owned it. I'd be like, yeah. oh, we got to fix this or call somebody to yeah, fix it. That's, you no, know, that, that is rough when something happens. I actually think car problems, being an adult, is tougher. When back in the day, maybe your parents let you drive one of their cars and they, you know, even things like tire pressure. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's when my when my mom or dad just takes the car in or something like that. So I think that car insurance, maybe something like that. I don't know. If, I don't know if home is the top is my top answer, to be honest. Eating every day and like <laughs> making something every day or making dinner every Not night. Not having somebody that make it for you. Yeah, like, yeah. Man, when I would go back to my mom, just being like, "Hey, we're having beef stroganoff tonight." Okay, cool. Now it's yeah. like, what do I want to make for dinner? I think for me, there are two things that are the hardest parts of being an adult, and one of those is just the schedule, like appointments and things that I need to get done, to-do lists, bills that need to be paid, like just the constant, like, "What's next? What do I have to do?" There's yeah. not a lot of um, flouncy freedom like a child where you could just kind of do whatever and just be about your day and not have to worry about it. You just show up and there's groceries magically in the fridge and yeah. there's meals made and it, lights are on in the house. I mean, it's just you don't think about any of that when you're a kid. And then the second thing is being a parent. Like that is probably the number one hardest thing about being an adult for me as a parent is like having to take care yeah. of other humans who depend on me for their livelihood. I'm like, I can't just 
I can't just call in sick or take the day off. Like, it never works like that. There's always somebody who needs me. There's I've, always somebody who needs okay, me. Okay, I've got an underrated one that is going to sound stupid, but it's not. One of the problems about being an adult is figuring out what mail is important or not. When you get oh, the, they when get you, it tricky now. Yeah, man. When you get the mail and you're like, like I remember the first time I got a credit card ad, like where they give you the card, you know, where they give you like the, yeah. the, the fake it card. It looks like you just and got it a looks credit like card. yeah, and it looks like you just that's or your a credit check. card. They've got checks. Oh my it's like three hundred dollars, and it's not really. Yeah, a I check. remember like Capital. I was like twenty five. Capital One sends me a letter with a card in it, and I go, oh my gosh, someone signed me up for a Capital One credit card. You know. Like, that is weird. Or, like, all the vehicle warranty stuff that makes it look like your vehicle is going to be repoed or something. I'll tell you, after you buy a house, it seems like oh, every yeah. mortgage and insurance, whatever you want to call it, company, will be knocking down your door, like, calling you or sending you letters in the mail about, like, changing yeah. your provider or whatever. Yeah. I don't even know if I'm saying it right. But don't you know, like, after you buy a house, it's like the mail is ridiculous, and then you never know, like, oh, am I supposed yeah. to pay this? Oh, am I supposed to Exactly. No, you're not. It's just somebody trying to do whatever. And, and it's the like, way oh, they do, yeah. So I, I'm going to I'm gonna throw that as an honorable mention. One of the toughest parts about being an adult is figuring out what mail is important, you know? <laughs> or, like, I remember the first time I got an EOB, an exp- explanation of benefits, and they say it's not a bill, but it looks just like a bill. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, so when is the bill going to come? Because it looks like I owe money. That's just explaining oh what gosh. insurance is doing. I know, that's always confusing yeah. to you, just bills in general. Okay, so let's do this. 68719. Text us right now. What's the hardest part about being an adult? Is it as stupid as trying to figure out what mail is important? Like I said, text us 68719. Your answers uh, we'll get to later on in the show. It's Joey and Lauren's trending stories. I saw that Snoop Dogg said once he officially is done with rapping that he wants to open an ice cream shop called Scoop Dog. And that's the coolest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Scoop Dog. He should do it. Scoop I wonder Dog. what the flavors are going to be. We got a cherry, a raspberry, a blueberry too. We got s'mores. That's wow, my, fabulous. It's my Snoop Dogg. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So, yeah, Scoop Dog might be the new thing in the future. I think it's very clever. When was the last time you went out for ice cream? It's, it's been, been a, long, a time. long time for me. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I feel like I'm lactose intolerant, so I just don't mess with it anymore. But, like, it has been a minute since I've gone out yeah. for ice cream. Yeah, it's been maybe milkshakes, but ice cream, ice cream, it's yeah, been a long like, time. Maybe I'm like talking about like when yeah. you go, do you ever feel bad when you keep asking for samples? Nah. I remember going to, like, a Baskin-Robbins and just, like, yeah, can I uh, can I try that one? Oh, thank <laughs> you. Can I, tr- can I try that one? Um, also, if you've been looking in the mirror thinking you're a very attractive person and you're like, oh, I'm pretty good looking, you're probably not. <laughs> Apparently, uh, people are seeing themselves more attractive in the mirror than they really are. So take that for oh, one it's worth. Well, we all know there are it's good kind mirrors. Kind of a letdown. There are good mirrors and there are bad mirrors. There are good mirrors. You give myself a like a hotel square mirror where you've ever been to those hotels where the mirror it's got the light all around the mirror. Yeah. Like yeah. Oh my gosh. You give me that, I'm looking like a million bucks. A couple of mirrors in my parents' house, very old house, right? Like there's a there's a mirror in one of the guest rooms. Every time I stand there, I look like Gumby or something. Look like an Oompa Loompa. We are expected to gain quite a bit of weight over the holiday season. And um, I'm looking at a new research study that says each American is expected to gain eight pounds over the holiday season. That's like higher than I thought. Eight I thought maybe pounds? like three or four pounds. Yeah, because I thought eight. someone told me once to gain a pound, you got to go like, maybe this is crazy. It's probably not this much, but... You got to go like 2,700 calories over your regular diet Holy to gain crap. one pound, which Dang. seems like a lot. So if it's eight, 
What are we doing? I guess this is much higher than last year. Last year, uh, people gained about 5.5 pounds. So we're ready to go after it this we're, year. <laughs> we're at, ready for the extra slices yeah. of pumpkin we're pie. We're not doing the almond milk. We're doing that half and half, baby. <laughs> um, one third of Americans also think they can survive an apocalypse. Um, I actually went to a zombie apocalypse training class. What in did college. you learn? Give us the give us the pointers. I don't really remember, actually. I don't think I was paying much attention. This was a college course? Uh, no, it was a it was like a club. It was like a group, oh, okay. group of kids in college. We had you like went the to whole an, a, you went to a zombie apocalypse survival club. training. Hey, you know what, man? You you were definitely one of the cool kids. Could you survive an apocalypse? No, I don't think so. Though I do know a couple of. I think everyone should have. One or two people in their life, they're ready to go and see if there is an apocalypse. Okay, so like a family member to say goodbye no, to or no, somebody no, 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 to no, team no, up no. with? No, no, no. I'm not going to anybody in my family. I'm going with Sean Peabody, our promotions director. That guy I know somewhere in his house has a whole layer. He I'm probably sure of it. has a bunker. He really does. Yes, he seems like a bunker. That's why I'm going guy. to his house. <laughs> and if you are a really big Swifty and you're in your cruise era, there is going to be a Taylor Swift themed cruise excursion. It's set for next year. Oof. Now, she's not going to be on it, but it'll be celebrating all things Taylor, making new friends, dress up in your favorite era. You could trade friendship bracelets. You're, you're and, about uh, that. Yeah, I, I think this is pretty fun, pretty cool. I mean, I think after a while, I'd get annoyed with it. So I don't know how long the cruise is, um, but the uh, starting price is $1,573. In my cruise era, it's Royal Caribbean's allure of the seas. Listen, I love, I love her music. I love Taylor Swift's music. I watched the Eras Tour film and I, I thought it was amazing. Swifties, on the other hand, stress me out. So I'm like, I need, I, I'm fine with listening to Taylor Swift on a cruise. I don't know if I could deal with all the Swifties. You like Just, Taylor Swift, you don't like Swifties. Yeah, pretty much. That makes sense. Those are some of your trending stories. It's time to make up or break up with Joey and Lauren in the morning. All right, it's Joey and Lauren. It's make up or break up. Uh, you go on a date with someone, or go on multiple dates, you don't hear from them anymore. They kind of just uh, disappear, and that's where we get involved. We are your investigative team. Feel we like we're try. Promoting a news channel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, we're not. Joey and Lauren investigates every weeknight at 6 p.m. No, uh, but we are trying to figure out what's going on. With Nate, uh, who went out with Julia. All right, Nate, uh, why don't you give us the the scoop here about Julia? Um, what is this whole situation with you and this date uh, been like? Yeah, hey, guys. Uh, thanks for yeah. thanks for chatting with me. Um, <laughs> so here's the deal. Um, me and Julia met online, and then we decided to go out for our first date, and it was really nice. I think we both had, like, this you know, mutual attraction and chemistry and uh it was cool and we went we went out to dinner, had some drinks. It was it was really nice. And um it actually went so great that uh it led to a second date and the uh the second date was more, you know, intimate in a sense. Um you know, I had her over for dinner had some wine, watched a movie, just, you know, just the two of us um, mm-hmm. over at my place. So, you know, we got to know each other a little bit better. And then, um, you know, after that date, I thought things were, were great, um, you know, and I, I you know, kind of sent the text, like, the next morning, like, hey, I had a great time, blah, blah, blah. You know, hopefully we can do it again. I didn't get a response. I thought, you know, maybe she's busy. So, you know, I let it, like, it was like two or three days passed, and I, I sent her another text, and 
I didn't get a response. I, I got like a little worried just because like we seemed like we hit it off. So mm-hmm. I actually called her later that night after the second text she didn't respond to, and I just got voicemail. Um, and I didn't want to be too pushy, so I just I didn't leave a voicemail. But you know, that's two texts, one phone call, and I'm kind of like, you know, wondering what's going on. Like I don't want to bombard her, but I thought we hit it off. So it's just kind of like, is she is she ghosting me? Like what's going on? I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, well, you know, two we texts two and a phone call definitely sent that message. When you when you send the two texts and the phone call, you've done your due diligence of letting her know, hey, what's up? Right. Mm-hmm. I do right. love that you're you're more concerned. Like, okay, is she okay? Because all signs were pointing, you know, upward and onward, and things were going well. And you know, at this point, you're just kind of like, okay, well, maybe I should just check on her. Um, I mean, obviously, One. we're we're happy to help with that too. But is there anything that maybe could have happened, like at your place, that would have turned her off or offended her? I'm just if you can I mean, play back the scenario in your mind. I don't think so because, I mean, it's just I played it back a couple times in my mind and I was just like, all right, if, if this was like the first date and maybe we just, you know, didn't hit it off. But it's like this was the second date. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't the first date. This was the second time we hung out. So the first date led to the second. So I'm like, what happened on the second? Because I can't figure it out that's going on or maybe I'm just in my head. I, I don't know. Okay. So uh, what we'll do, Nate, we'll play a song, we'll come back, we'll call Julia, you'll be on the line with us, and we will uh, we will try to figure this out, okay? All right, cool, sounds good. All right, you bet. We got Nate with us, and Julia is next. Makeup or Breakup with Joey and Lauren in the morning. It's Joey and Lauren. It is Makeup or Breakup time. Here we go. We've got uh, Nate with us. Um, we're about to talk to Julia. So he sent two texts and a phone call. Trying to figure out what's going on. Um, I mean, so he's done the, we call it the holy trifecta. He's done the three reach outs, which obviously is showing that he is very persistent, but yeah. not like creepy. Yeah, I mean, I didn't get those vibes, but, uh, you know, oftentimes when someone is ghosting or, yeah, doing any ghosting, it means there's a reason for it. So, yeah. I mean, hopefully she's okay, but it would be nice to figure out what went wrong. I keep thinking something at his place. Yeah. Right? Like something had to have happened because if she was fine, their first date dinner, and then, Went out again. It had to have been something second date. People's right? homes, man. People's homes, apartments, or wherever you live. A lot of times, when someone sees your living situation, it can change everything. Yeah, or like, was he rude? Yeah. Or like, I just don't know. Well, we've got Julie's number. Let's talk to her. Hello. Hi, is this Julia? Uh, yeah. Ju- Julia, hi. This is uh, Joey and Lauren in the morning morning radio show. How are you? Um. I'm good. Okay, awesome. I don't know if you're familiar with who we are, but why uh, we're calling you is because a guy named Nate wanted us to call you. Um, Apparently, this is someone you've gone on a couple of dates with, we understand. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, so uh, he reached out to us and wanted us to talk to you because apparently you don't text him anymore and you've just ghosted him, you've disappeared, and he's like, did I do something wrong? And so on our show, we call people to figure out their side of the story. And it's totally oh, up fun. to you. Yeah, it's up to you. Like, yeah. you can say, get out of here, and we'll just hang up you now. You can tell us to kick rocks, um, and we will go kick rocks. <laughs> but, yeah, and he gave us your number and was like, maybe you guys can find out what's going on. So he was a little concerned about you. So um, I guess just wondering, is there something that he did wrong? Yeah, I mean, um, I don't know. I, everyone's going to hate me for this. And, like, I've tried to formulate texts to him, but it's it's definitely, like, more of a personal me pet peeve thing. And I know I'm going to get a lot of flack for this, but, um, 
Yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed Nate. I thought he was a great person. I loved our dates. But on the first date, I noticed, um, like, he's a mouth breather, and it's really loud. So I was like, okay, maybe he has allergies or something. Mm -hmm. But then on the second date at his house, when we were just trying to watch a movie or something, it was a lot. Like, he's relaxing, his mouth's open, and it's just... (gasps) (gasps) Yeah, I don't know. It oh drives my me gosh! Insane. Okay, I'm, <laughs> Ju- I'm well aware this is my pet peeve. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, no. I want totally. I want to totally. start off by giving you credit. You did say you're going to get hate on this. Let me just just to recap it. I'm I'm sorry. I'm dumbing it down. You don't want to go out with Nate again because of the way he breathes. Yes. It's- okay. <laughs> all right. Cool. All right. As long as, long oh, as that's wow. your bed and you're willing to sleep in that bed for the rest of your life, you don't like the way well, Nate Joey, breathes. do you find it annoying at all if you're sitting right up in close proximity oh. to somebody and you're just hearing the... This is you. This is know, literally I'm asking, you. Do you find that annoying at no, all? No, because I I've lived with you. this and it stinks and it is what it is and he's breathing. Do you want him to hold his breath? That's not what I'm saying. I was just asking if you find it annoying at all because I can understand Julia's side a little bit where it's like you're trying to, I don't know, be romantic with somebody or meet somebody or be in a relationship with somebody and all you're hearing is a... Like, to me, I'm like, that could be a little annoying. I think that's dramatic. A it's little probably annoying. More of a, you guys are making it sound like he's Darth Vader. <laughs> well, kind of. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I mean, okay. it's a very loud level. It's like... You know, if someone's chewing really loud, does that not bother you? The, the it, chewing it, it doesn't. Does it really it's um, what's it called, Lauren? You have it. It's, it's the miso- mouth noises. It's miso- like misophonia or whatever. Misophobia. It's yeah. So Lauren's got yeah. it. Um, it's the it's the chewing on ice. It's the chewing with your mouth open. It's the crunching of chips. It's the breathing. It's the swallowing. It's all I of that. And normally, never ever ever advocate for ghosting. I just think it's wrong and rude. But what would you say? Like, how could you craft that to Nate without it well, sounding terrible? Julia, correct me if I'm wrong. You said you tried to and then you yeah. would delete it. So I kind of understand how you're like, I don't know what to say. Um, unfortunately, Julia, we do appreciate your honesty. Nate is on the phone, so he's hearing that. Hopefully he can breathe. But- <laughs> I hope that's okay with you guys. Nate, um, I guess you just heard the explanation from Julia. Yeah, I, I did. Um, I, I, I don't know what to say. I mean, it's just, I just, I just have a habit of breathing through my mouth. It's kind of like crazy. So it's just, <laughs> just so I'm understanding. You don't, you don't want to date me because I breathe through my mouth. Yeah, I mean, as stupid as that sounds, I think I have the disease that Lauren has. Yeah, you do. <laughs> don't rope me into that. No, no, you do. If you don't want to see somebody because of the way they breathe, you got misophobia. <laughs> you absolutely have it. So, well, so let me let me get this straight here. So you're telling me that if if I were to breathe through my nose, then you would be fine to date me. That is what I'm saying, yes. Oh, yeah. She's like, depends on how loud you're breathing you're through honest. your nose. <laughs> Nate, are you willing to change the way you breathe oh, for Julia, God. or is this something that I, you just don't even want to go down? I, I just think this is just, like, one of the craziest things I've ever heard, and I just, I also think it's a little exaggerated. Like, I don't breathe. Like, ah, like it's just, <laughs> like, I just breathe through my mouth. Like, it's just, it's just, I don't think I want to date someone who's going to be like this. Oh, you know, so. I will say I do feel for people who are the victims in this, which is you and Joey in, in some cases, like not all the time, but like if we're asleep at night, this is true story. 
If Joey's facing me and breathing through his mouth, I wake him up and make him turn the and face the other way. Because I Nate, hate this. run. <laughs> Nate, run. Trust me, because one day you're going to be married to someone like this, and it's very, very difficult. Wow. So run while you can. On the air, on your phone, and even your smart speaker. You're listening to Joey and Lauren On Demand. It's time for the good stuff. All right, it's Joey and Lauren. Let's get your good stuff, your feel-good stories uh, from the week. We learned a new story about Robin Williams. Of course, rest in peace, Robin Williams. Apparently, in all of his movies, Robin Williams asked production to hire at least 10 homeless people in all of his films, helping out over 1,500 people throughout oh his career with jobs. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah. Good I just think him. that is so cool. You know, and it's really Love interesting because I'm sure he saw this need of he's like, well, you know what? There's a lot of, I mean, I can't imagine how many people it takes to run a movie. It's got to be a ton. And I'm sure there's people, people, you know, I know there's people that just hold the boom mic or run cord or do different things like that. And he's probably like, you know what? We can help out people. But 1,500 different people have worked on Robin Williams movies, which is is just awesome. And given them jobs, which is so important. That's cool. You know, if a police department needs a dog, you need kind of a, you need a a rough dog. You need a dog that's ready and fierce, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, the Boston Police Department, when they audition dogs for the canine unit, Unit, a lot of German shepherds. They go through a grueling process to see if these dogs can handle it. Well, you can now adopt the puppies that were quote too friendly to become police dogs. Oh my gosh! And look so at the cute. yeah, look at this picture. Look at that cute dog right so there. So cute. Yeah. So basically, there's these dogs, and when they're like, "Hey, you're too nice, right? You're you're too nice. You don't want to chase anybody down. You just want to lick them." Uh, you can adopt these dogs. Which, you know what, if you're going to get kicked out of the police academy, I guess being too nice of a dog is a, is a fine reason. <laughs> yeah. That so. is really, really sweet. And then you can say, yeah, I had one. They were, yeah. a, they were a canine dropout or whatever. Have you, you ever it. seen the videos of like canine dogs like chasing after criminals and stuff? Um, I have, and it's terrifying, yeah. especially when they latch onto them in the big suit. Yeah, I, ju- I just saw one that was like, it was an actual video. that The dog had like a GoPro on it, and it was going through a tunnel to... Get like literally like terrorists or something and like attacked them. And you're like, whoa, you don't even realize that. And they can pick up scent and all that stuff. Uh, This is also great for anybody that has a hobby that feels like as much as you love the hobby. Oh, you're like, I can never do it professionally. Shout out to this man in England. A man in 2010 won a $2.9 million lottery prize in England back in 2010. The 59-year-old bought a pool table. He likes to play pool. He thought, oh, I'm going to buy a pool table with this lottery winnings. Well, now this year, he is representing England in the European Championship oh pool gosh. tournament. That's because he was able to, like, take back some time on his job and yeah, spend maybe, more time yeah. playing pool. But you know what I mean? Like, you, <laughs> So you win the lottery, and let's say you win the lottery, and you're like, oh, you know what? I want to take up golfing. So you buy some golf clubs, and then that would be like 13 years later. You're playing in the PGA Tour. Oh, my gosh. That's like, oh, incredible. How did you get in a pool? Are you a child prodigy? Uh, no, no, I, I won the won lottery. Yeah. I was 59 years old and bought a pool table. I thought it looked good in my man cave, and now I'm uh, representing England in the European Championships. Maybe pool players in England aren't very good. So he <laughs> yeah, was able maybe, to get his way in. Maybe the bars and the pubs there don't have pool tables like they do in the U.S. And they, I know they have darts. They're huge with darts. I think they're big on pool. You ever watch those pool trick shots like on the internet? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, my they're gosh. Love insane. them. Insane. And that is your good stuff. It's Joey and Lauren. Joey and Lauren. It's Joey and Lauren, and I've got your Joey life hack, and this works. I've seen the videos on it. If you have problems, you've got a lot of cardboard you need to, you know, stick into a recycling bin. We've all been there. You get a bunch of Amazon boxes. Soak them in water. Hose them down in your backyard. They become soft and easily foldable. 
and you can get way more cardboard in your yeah, recycling bin. Yeah, but hang bin. on, isn't that messy? And now you're gonna have like sopping wet. Well, it dries off eventually. Cardboard inside your inside your bin, and now you're gonna have like flecks and pieces of cardboard in there, or no? I mean, possibly. I'm not, I'm not shaming your your life hack. I'm just generally curious. I am not shaming your life hack. Let me bring up 17 things that shame your life hack about flecks saying. of wet cardboard. I'm just saying. I don't know that I would want wet well, cardboard in my bin with the lid closed getting all nasty. This is coming from someone that doesn't break down boxes and just takes the Amazon package and throws it in the garbage or in the garage. Like, yeah, but what did I broke down a diaper box the other day. Oh, there we go. There we go. So try it out. I've watched the video. It's great. Um, 70% of people say owning a home is the hardest part about being an adult. We asked you uh, to text us. What is the hardest part about being an adult? I said honorable mention. It's not a big thing, but I remember when I first started getting a bunch of mail and deciphering what's important and what is uh, actually like your vehicle warranty, or your home warranty, all that stuff. And then understanding what's junk mail and what's just an ad, because mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many Capital One letters I used to get when I was 25 thinking, oh, my gosh, I just opened up a credit card and I didn't even know. Yeah, we have a lot of texts it, who also agree with that, by the way, the mail situation, oh, the as silly as it is. Uh, a lot of texts telling us what is the hardest part of being an adult? Of course, parenting far and away is like the number one thing people have been uh, texting in as they're rolling in right now. This this one says, trying to figure out all benefits. When a job hands you paperwork to sign up and it's like, what's PPO? What's pension versus 401k? You match what? What's the match? What about credit scores? How does mine drop when I pay something off? <laughs> All things that are running through this person's mind. Yeah, retirement can kind of get stressful because you're, you're sitting there and you're like, do I need to be saving more or is this just going to work out when I turn 65? So I feel like we try with an asterisk to be responsible and we've met with a financial advisor to just kind of make sure we're doing things the right way and life insurance and all that stuff. And every time we sit down with him, I'm like, I have no idea what he's saying. I don't know what's going on. I just nod and smile. I'm like, huh. Yeah. Like investments and stuff like that, very confusing to me. Well, and then you want to make sure you're saving enough, but you also want to make sure you're putting in the right things. And the other thing about meeting with financial advisor, you want to like act like you have your stuff together. So you're kind of like, yeah, we, we got uh, we got some stuff yes. stored away. Just and like, every now and again, nod and say Roth. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> IRA. Yeah. I got it. Yeah, absolutely. This text says, seeing how much of my money for my paycheck goes to taxes. Oh, yeah, don't look sucks. at it. Don't look at it. Seriously. <laughs> so bad. I did it the other day. I looked at gross and net and I went, what is happening? I yes. saw a... Uh, a meme the other day that says all I want for my birthday or all I want for whatever holiday is uh, my gross pay. (laughs) Yeah. Can you imagine if just as a little gift, maybe around the holidays, the the government just goes, everyone gets their gross paycheck. That would be amazing. And then, you know, the roads suck and there's more potholes. (laughs) All of a sudden, everybody's adjusting their their whatever it is, their benefits. That confuses me too. Filling out the stupid W-4s when you get a new job. Is it a W-4? W-9 is... W-9. W-2... I don't no, know. No, W2 is what you get back I think from your oh, employer at tax time. Tax time. WWW. Yeah. WWE. <laughs> <laughs> the Rock. Uh, being responsible. And if you have kids, kids for sure. This one says getting kids to bed is one of the hardest uh, parts of being an adult. I, I'm not. This is Ooh. not a. Trust me, our kids have a lot of problems, but one of the things they are good at, our kids go to bed, no problems. They well, read they don't, one book. Our one kid is still in the crib, and the minute we release the Kraken, he will be coming out of his room. Yeah, He's yeah, like for crazy. Sure, for sure. Uh, this one says, figuring out what's for dinner every night for the rest of yes, my life. That I, I'm telling you, man, just figuring out what to make. Because mm-hmm. uh, like otherwise, I'm like, I just want to eat chicken nuggets every yep. night. Bills, becoming old, having to go to work, cleaning that never ends. Somebody said vacation because they said when you're a kid, it's all paid for. 
But when yeah. you're an adult, you got to foot the bill. Yeah, and you do the whole, like, you pay for vacation, and then you get home, and you start to wonder if that was worth it. And then you start to think, at least I do, and then I start to think of all the stuff I could have bought with the money we went on vacation, yeah. and did I actually relax? This one says, hardest part of being an adult is letting your children go through tough times when they struggle. That's hard. Um, figuring out what's for dinner, budgeting, and all that stuff. Also, this one says cleaning out my fridge. It's my least favorite thing. My parents, my mom always cleaned oh, out the yeah. fridge. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is rough. Yeah, expired food, Folding all that stuff. laundry. Yeah. yeah, well, keep texting us, 68719. It's Joey and Lauren. That awkward moment with Joey and Lauren in the morning. It's Joey and Lauren. It is uh, that awkward moment time. We have an awkward goosing moment. I'm not talking about the animal. <laughs> All right. I think we all know what a goose is. Do we all know what a goose oh, is? A little squeeze. A little, little, little squeeze. A little squeeze on the uh, behind, and Mandy made a mistake. You always got to watch before you goose. That's what I always say. <laughs> Words to live by. Uh, so Uh-oh. Mandy joining us on that awkward moment. Hello, Mandy. We are, uh, I don't know if excited is the right word, but we're we're anticipating uh, what we have going on today. So how are you? Hi. So uh, <laughs> my awkward moment is uh, I accidentally goosed Goosted the wrong person. Okay. Mm-hmm. And who was so, that person? So I meant to goose my my husband, but it was actually ended up being my brother-in-law. <laughs> oh, perfect. How so it stays earth? in the family. So you come up behind your brother-in-law and give him a squeeze? How what how does that happen? <laughs> I swear they're like twins and um he was kind of like bent over, so I couldn't really see his face. And I just went up to him and kind of like goosed him from behind, um, and uh, you know, just to be like kind of flirty. And yeah. um, he just like popped up and like was like so surprised, and you know, I, I was just mortified. It was so embarrassing. Oh, I would feel so embarrassed because. It's a little freaky when it. I mean, it, that's a family member. That is your brother-in-law. That a is a little. Yeah, so I don't. I don't think that's. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's more than a little. That's bad. But I mean, sometimes I've seen brothers, man, and yeah, leaned over from behind. Who can tell the difference, right? Well, Jeans your wife on. Should be able to tell the difference. You're, you're telling me if we lined up ten dudes all leaned over with jeans on, like leaning over into a car or something, you'd easily be able to yes. tell. Yes. I, I think. I, I mean, I'm not. I don't you know, think so. Mandy. Obviously, mistakes happen, but that's hilarious. Were they wearing like similar clothing? Because I feel like I'd be able to tell. Like, oh, my husband's wearing a blue a shirt today. Denim jeans. Yeah, I mean, well, it was. Uh, it was at like a like a family function, and they were both wearing like kind of. You like dress pants. So. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. even worse. The no, whole family no, no. there. He, no. You know what's worse, Mandy, is if your brother-in-law turns around and goes, hey, Mandy. <laughs> oh, no. No, no. What's worse, accidentally squeezing a family member like that or a total stranger oh, a like fam- in public? A family member. Really? Uh, yes. And here's why. A stranger could get you punched, slapped, sued. That's no. why that's worse. Oh, that's what I meant. Sorry, that's what I meant. I meant yeah. it's, I would rather be goosing my family members. I'm not saying I'm going to go around with the goosing <laughs> no, at the family you. reunion, but yeah. Super awkward. No, that's, yeah. No, I think I would rather goose a cousin, something like that. <laughs> I mean, I'm not looking forward to it, but I, I got what you're saying. Oh, yeah, my so. word. So did your husband say anything, like, when this happened? He was just, like, completely, like, like just, I guess, embarrassed for yeah. me. It was yeah. So that's humiliating. <laughs> Well, I think maybe, Amanda, you should retire the goosing. Deal? Yep. Yep. No it's, more squeezing no more. people from behind. No, no, it's all done. So thanks for the call. That's Mandy joining us here on that awkward moment. Goosing gone wrong. Yeah, I, I, 
Not a big goose guy, to be honest. I mean, I don't not, know anybody that really is. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Like maybe when you're young and you know you're first married and there's still like romance in the air, you may <laughs> may get a goose every once in a while. She's but. like trying to be flirty, and I mean, I feel for her because the minute that person turns around and you realize it's not your partner, you're like, yeah. oh, okay, I'm embarrassed. But this is where I will give her credit: is I do think from behind, two brothers that look like pretty much twins, dress pants. I understand. I understand yeah. where it goes. Okay. I, so it's a behind. It's not exactly their face. So six eight seven one nine. Any goose gone wrong stories? Sure, well, let's do it. It's what we do on this show. Time for that awkward moment. Mandy just joined us, and she accidentally goosed the wrong person. If you're unfamiliar with a goose, it is a it's a hand pinch normally on the it's buttocks. A tushy pinch. Yeah, it's a tush, a little tushy pinch. Let you know you care about somebody because that's really it's <laughs> really how you show affection. And uh, she she was at a family function. She thought it was her husband leaned over in dress pants. Nope. Brother-in-law gave a goose. Not her husband. Yeah, so. turned around a little shocked. Uh, and then, of course, she's just completely embarrassed. I think they all laugh about it now, which is the good news, but still does not take away from the embarrassment. So what was a time where you accidentally came up behind someone, the wrong yeah. person? You did something, one of those embarrassing moments. Have you ever had this happen before? I, I have not. Something no, like I have it. not. I have not pitched strangers' uh, butts or even family members' butts. <laughs> no, I mean I think I've I've had close moments where maybe I go in for a hug and I'm like that is not who I think it is. Especially like concerts are very interesting. I found myself at a concert maybe uh, going for an embrace that I think it's you and it's like not you. I mean, did you see that guy? There was that viral video of a woman that. Her husband was, like, totally putting his arms around, not her, but, like, he was looking at the stage, and he thought his wife was in front, but, like, it was a lady that looked just like her. Yeah, but the wife was, like, filming it. I was like, oh, my gosh, that's bad. I walked in on people, like, in the bathroom. I've done that. Oh, yeah, I've seen my sister-in-law naked. Oh, gosh, weird. (laughs) Twelve years old, my sister-in-law was changing into a swimming suit, and I accidentally walked in. That was bad. Yeah, I feel really bad. That's pretty embarrassing. Um, I've had situations similar to that, uh, but some text here. This one says, When I was about nine years old, my cousin and I were messing around. We were at Disneyland chasing each other. I went up to somebody and pantsed them. It was not my cousin. At Disney World? Or Disneyland? Is Disneyland. That what it doesn't matter. Oh, but my yeah, God. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> Land or world matters. <laughs> Disneyland, not as embarrassing. World, it's worse. That's why bad. Why is that and why was that ever a thing? Pantsing people. That's just terrible. Well, first of all, I am team de-pantsing. What do you I, mean? Like, I call it de-pantsing somebody. I've never okay. called it pantsing. Okay. I'm just it's letting you same know. Same thing? Uh, well, I actually, it, I think there's an argument. Is it called pantsing someone or de-pantsing someone? I <laughs> I literally grew up calling it de-pantsing. And then when someone said, oh, I pants somebody, I was like, you put their pants on? Oh, that's bizarre. No, no, no. I think the actual yeah, term is it. pantsing. Okay. So if you pull someone's pants down in public, don't Which do that. Don't ever do that. Ever, ever, I, ever. I believe that's called pantsing, mm. but I grew up calling it de-pantsing, which makes sense in my mind because it's the taking <laughs> off of the pants. You Either way, pants? don't do it. Uh, no, yeah. maybe my cousin or something back in the day. I don't know. Why, yeah. I don't know why that was ever a thing. Uh, this one says, in high school, I flat tired a stranger thinking it was my buddy. That's oh, not that bad. Oh, you step on the back of their heel? Yeah, but still, that kind of... That would yeah. make somebody mad. Do you remember the people flat tiring you? Uh, my brother would do it. There's so many dumb things we used mm-hmm. to do in school, whether it's the pantsing or the or the flat tiring. Or do you remember when you would, if you if you caught someone below your knees showing a circle with your hands, you got to punch them? 
If you caught someone, wait, what? It's like the major, okay, you don't remember. So you'd be in high school. Yeah. And you'd hold your hand, no one can see me, but you hold your hand like the okay symbol. Uh-huh. Like A-OK. Or a circle. And you'd put it down and you'd be like, hey, dude, look at this. And if they looked at your hand in the circle, you got to punch them in the arm. <laughs> Is that making any life. sense? No, I've heard of like the slug bug. I, I guarantee you <laughs> someone's going to know what I'm talking about. I swear. It was like a Malcolm in the Middle episode. No. You don't remember any no of that? Idea. Uh, this text Thanks says, I went up behind a woman and gave her a big bear hug from behind at a wedding thinking it was my wife, but it was not. Weddings, though, you can get away with that. It says, to be fair, my wife was in the wedding party and all the bridesmaids were wearing the same dress. Yeah, I'm okay with that. That's easy to mistake. And it's a wedding, so even you could play it off and be like, "Ah, I just want to hug you because I love love. No, you can't play that off. You don't hug people from behind. On the air, on your phone, and even your smart speaker, you're listening to Joey and Lauren On Demand. Joey and Lauren. Lauren, if I say the name Tommy DeVito... Does that mean anything to you? Uh, I know he plays in the NFL. Yes, he but plays. But I don't know anything about him. So he plays for the New York Giants. He's technically starting. Daniel Jones, their regular starter, is hurt. But he's gone viral because he talks about how he still lives at home. And now everyone's talking about it because not only does he live at home, but this guy, like, you know, there's, like, living at home. Maybe you're in the basement. No, this guy's, like, living at home home. Like, okay, but he's, he's getting the treatment. He's a backup. Like, is he not? I mean, he's probably making not a great salary. I mean, uh, I'm not saying <laughs> anybody in the NFL makes a great salary. Why, I don't, say that. why don't we do a Google? Why don't we do a Google Tommy DeVito's salary? De- DeVito's salary. Let me let me search for it really quick. Because I bet you, I think the average NFL salary is like four hundred thousand. Okay, he may, he signed a three year, two point seven million dollar contract. <laughs> okay, he has so an average at home. He has an average annual salary of nine hundred one thousand dollars a year. Okay, is he taking care of his parents or? Well, that's what you'd you'd maybe wonder. Well, maybe it's a great living situation. This is what Tommy DeVito said again, NFL quarterback, when he was asked about living at home. He says, "Quote: I don't have to worry about laundry, what I'm eating for dinner, chicken cutlets, and all that is waiting for me when I get there." My mom. Dang, shout out to his mom. Yeah, listen to this one. My mom still makes my bed. Okay, NFL that's insane. quarterback, nine hundred thousand a year. My that, well, mom still makes now. my bed. So that's what people are saying. They're like, let me ask you this: Tommy DeVito is single, and you're single, and you have a chance to date an NFL quarterback. On one end, NFL quarterback. You know, I mean, obviously, elite athlete, famous, millionaire. But then you find out. His mom makes his bed. Yeah, he's got to grow up a little bit. He's got to grow up a little bit unless he's, like, living with his parents and, like, he pays all the bills. And so that's why his mom, you know, she I don't think he's paying the mortgage. But I'm just saying, like, maybe he pays all the bills and that's kind of their trade-off as mom kind of takes care of things around the house. Yeah, but that would be like, I mean, maybe. There's probably people like that. But I'm sure this is the house he was living in before he became an NFL quarterback. So... He would either have to, like, change the name of the mortgage payments to his name. I don't think that's happening. How old is he? Oh, he's young. I think he's probably, I don't know, 21, 22 years old. He's probably pretty young. I'd I'm, say if, it's, if he reaches 25, he needs to okay. be kicked out. But how funny is this guy? Like, you, you're, he's on a date with someone, and he's like, yeah, I, uh, I'm an NFL quarterback. I play for the Giants. I, you know, I, I was on Sunday Night Football the other night. Wow. Yeah, I make 900000 a year. Wow. Uh, you want to go back to your place? Well, it's my mom's place, and she says that spaghetti is going to be on the table by the time we get home. <laughs> it's a slight deflation, I think. It's like a, but 
Also, on the other end, so people have been very, like, back and forth. Other people are like, oh, my gosh, this guy needs to grow up. Some people, some, like, hardcore football people are like, how can you be a leader of an NFL team and mom's still making your bed? Like, this is a, this is a sign of a lack of leadership. Other people are saying, if I could go back, I would have lived with my parents longer. I would like to know what his teammates think. Like, if his teammates feel that way, then there's a problem. But if yeah. they don't care, I mean, who cares? But making the bed? <laughs> I mean, like, you can live at home, but your Maybe mom doesn't have to mom make your like bed. Maybe his mom is, like, super OCD, and she likes it made a certain way. And every time he makes his bed, he does it wrong, so she goes and fixes it. It sounds like his mom loves it. I bet you his mom loves that he lives at home. She's Maybe. like, oh, my baby Tommy's still home. Here's some chicken cutlets, and I made I your bed. I hope he's at least doing something financially for his parents. My yeah. gosh. Yeah, you would think he's Yeah, Can you imagine if he's like, oh, my mom still pays for my cell phone bill. So wait a second. Do his parents live in New York? Yeah, yeah, they live pretty close to the stadium. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, well, he's from that area. I was going to say, if he's still living at home, but they live in, you know, I don't know, Florida, that would be kind of weird. Yeah, but that's what's crazy. He's like, he plays in an NFL game, and then he goes to his childhood bedroom, and his mom has, like, cookies and milk I for him when he, he gets home. I wonder if he has a twin-size bed. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? That's what I keep envisioning in my head, with, like, a... With like a uh, Foam finger hanging yeah. from the he wall. He still has like Tom Brady posters up. He's Probably. like, yeah, now I'm playing against him. Oh my gosh. All right. Are you team move out of the house or take advantage while you can? Because you got to give it up to him. He owns it. And he, he brings up some good points. He's like, I don't have to do my laundry. I get food and my mom makes my bed. <laughs> he's got it made and yeah. he's making millions. It's Dang. Joey and Lauren. It's time for karaoke with Joey and Lauren in the morning. Oh, it's Joey and Lauren. Let's play karaoke. Where you have to sing in your car with us today. Uh, going against me today. The challenger is Amy. Amy, what's going on? How are you? I'm great. How are you guys doing? Oh, we're doing wonderful. Fabulous. I, I can just tell you got a great singing voice. You're going to knock this out of the park. All right? <laughs> so, Lauren, you want to ex- explain the rules here? Yes. So, what I'll do is you each get two songs. I'll play a small clip of the song. And then you have to continue singing where it leaves off. Okay, and you are going against Joey. Do you want him to start, or would you like to start, Amy? Let's have Joey start first. All right, Amy. I'll take that challenge. Joey's going to go first, and his first song is Unwritten by Natasha Bedingfield. Oh, okay. Oh. Feel the rain on your skin. No one else can do it for you. Only you can let it in. No one else, no one else can speak the words Whoa. on your lips. <laughs> Treat yourself Whoa. with lives unspoken. Well, Amy's impressed, too. Feel the rain on your skin. No one else can. This is a vibe. This song is a vibe. I always think no of The Hills. Else. If anybody watched The Hills on MTV, Did that you is watch all The I Hills on MTV, Amy? I have not. Oh, no. you had. Hey, we Amy, have a watch party. You have a social life. Drama. Congratulations. You had friends. That's what that means. <laughs> All right, Lauren, here we go. Uh, to Amy. Amy, your first song is This Love by Maroon 5. Okay, I'll throw back. This love has taken its toll on me. She said goodbye. Ooh, yeah. Goodbye. I was so, so hoping you would get that because I, when that song came out, I would scream it at the top of my lungs. Yeah. I'm like, I know Amy knows this song. Okay, we go, to the, we go to the final round here. We're tied. 
Okay, Joey. Paul Russell, Lil Boothay. Oh. To the back, to the front. You a 10, baby girl, but I'm the one. You my little Boothay. So I'll give a hoot what you do, say, girl, I know. You a little too tame. I'ma shoot my shot like 2K, girl, I know. Tell them I'm, tell them I'm next. Tell them you something, something too fresh. Tell them you found something too fresh, I know. Good tell job. them I'm, tell them I'm next. And I'm in that shot like 2K, girl, I know. Tell them I'm, tell them I'm next. You did pretty good. Uh, tell them you found it, something too fresh. You might have had fresh. like one or two words mixed up, what are we but gonna that go? was good. I'm going to give it to you. Oh, Amy, wow. would you agree? Oh, yes. Okay, here. okay. You earned it. Okay. Amy, uh, your final song is Eyes Closed by Ed Sheeran. My friends are somewhere else. I pictured this year a little bit different when it is February. A step in the bar, it hit me so hard. Oh, how can it be this heavy? Every song reminds me you're gone. And I feel the lump form in my throat. Cause I'm here alone. Dancing with my eyes closed. Everywhere I look, I still see you. Oh, my goodness. Wow, you're going to make <laughs> me cry. one tear, a lone tear. That was emotional. That was so good. You have a beautiful, beautiful singing voice. You do. So, Amy, you get uh, the point, and then you get the bonus point because you made us cry. Oh, you right? rocked it. So, Amy, we're going to hook you up, all right? Thank you so much. Absolutely. It's Joey and Lauren. Joey and Lauren. It's Joey and Lauren, and it is time for What Do We Learn on the show today. We learned about Tommy DeVito, who is an NFL quarterback. He plays for the New York Giants. His parents live in, I think, New York or New Jersey, so he lives at home. But he's gone viral because when not only did he talk about living at home, he said his laundry is done by his mom, his mom makes the meals, and his mom still makes his bed. I so want this man, to talk to his mom. That's what I I want learned. her to be my mom. That's awesome. <laughs> what I've learned through all of this and talking about it is I really want to get info from his mom. Because what if his mom's like, oh, my gosh, my little Tommy. He finally oh, got his big break in the NFL. And he is so kind. He bought me a new car. He bought, he pays for the mortgage of this house. We love him. And I love doing this for him. Right? I mean, this, this feels like a little insight of my future because as much as I'd like to say, get out of the house. You're an adult. I think I want to baby my children forever. Oh, and I thought ever you were going to say it's a look into our future because our our son, our youngest, is like built like a linebacker. Yeah, like he, he won't is, be a quarterback. He's no. ninety. He's ninety ninth percentile in height and weight and everything. I mean, the kid's a tank. His head is off the yeah. charts. They so wait a to Special make his helmet in the NFL. He's a big boy. If our kid makes the NFL, are you and he wants to live at home? Are you actually going to ask him to pay the mortgage? I don't think I'd ask him. I think I mean, it just happens. Yeah, yeah. I think you see really? this all the time with celebrities. They buy their parents homes yeah, and they do all think, these things. I'm I don't think right I would from the ask. beginning. I don't know if right from the beginning they start. Like Taylor Swift, for instance. I don't know if the moment she got her first record, she goes, Mom, I'm buying your house. I, w- I think you hit a certain level and then you're like into the paying off your parents' bills and stuff like that. Like if I made the NFL, I don't know if my first, like, sal- my first contract, I'm paying my parents' mortgage. I may wait. A couple more years. Yeah. Maybe. I, I mean, I, I totally get that. I'm just wondering if there's something. What if, hey, what if the whole situation actually his parents are totally loaded? What if they live in a giant mansion? Yeah, I don't know. That Let me it, see if I can Google this. Be- probably, it's probably not on Google because he's like from not every, very relevant. From Tommy everything DeVito, I've heard, his mom loves house. to take care of him. I mean, yeah, like I feel like just a, a wonderful mom. Any mom would love to make their kids bed and feed them dinner and all those things. So I, I guarantee you she likes it. I'm trying to find a picture of his parents' <laughs> house. It's literally nowhere. It's nowhere. I can't find it. It's but I creepy. am curious because what if his parents 
They have like an estate. Yeah. I mean, I don't yeah. know. Maybe they come from old money. So what are people saying? I, I want to know even in dating life, do you th- how big of a turnoff is it? You're dating an NFL quarterback and then you find out his mom still makes his bed and he lives at home. Yeah, it's like so, it's like a double-edged sword. Oh my gosh, he plays in the NFL. Oh my gosh, his mom makes his bed. By the way, just quick side note, uh, his childhood home is nine miles from the stadium. So okay, that, that ain't bad. That ain't very bad close. at all. Uh, a lot of people saying you can't you can't hate, hate him for it. Maybe he's trying to keep a close relationship with his parents. This one says if I'm dating a guy who is still living with his parents, especially with a steady job like that, huge turnoff. Um, this one says. It's kind of endearing. And then it goes dot, dot, dot. Until he's 25, kick him out. <laughs> yeah, where's the line? Where's the line? Like, what if he... Right now, he's the quarterback because the first quarterback, the starter, is injured. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of like this backup that's getting some claim to fame. But what happens if he becomes, like, the next big thing? You what, eventually yeah, what if he becomes a humongous star and he's got, like, a supermodel girlfriend and he's like, come over to my twin-size bed bedroom at home with my posters of Britney Spears or whatever <laughs> from my childhood. What, Actually, I'm, how old is he? He probably was. I think he's like 23. I think he's pretty young. I, Lauren, I've thought the same thing, though. I've thought his bedroom probably looks he's like. He's 25. A, he's 25. Wait a okay. second. Google says about 25. We don't no, know we, his birthday. We don't know his actual age. We can't figure <laughs> out his date of birth. It just says he was born in 1998. Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, he's so young. Yeah. it's. I'm picturing wow, like his childhood so bedroom. I know. I know. Though, have you seen rent in New York City? It's not cheap. You know, you're nine miles from the stadium, That's why I'm wondering. Maybe his parents live in, like, a giant New York estate. His mom drops him off. Have Have a good good time against the Jets, sweetheart. We'll be watching. Go beat the Chicago Bears. We'll watch you on Monday night. Be home before the streetlights come on. We'll have chicken cutlets ready for you. On the air, on your phone, and even your smart speaker. You're listening to Joey and Lauren On Demand.